Sumens idur ave gabria discore mundanos in pace mutans evino. O by Gabriel's ave uttered long ago, Eve's name reversing, establish peace below. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. The second Sunday of every May is set aside for Mother's Day. Despite the inclement weather of today and the seeming late coming of spring, the advent of the, of the month of May should fill the hearts of each one of us with filial zeal and devotion for our Heavenly Mother. Yes, we turn our minds and lift our hearts up to the Queen of Heaven, whose fiat is directly opposed to the non servia of the devil. As we sing in the Vesper hymn, in honor of the Virgin Ave Marie Stella, the greeting of the angel, Ave, already brings us joy, reversing the curse brought on the human race by the sinfulness of Eve. Amen. On this Mother's Day, I would like to examine more closely the connection between our Blessed Mother, Mary, and Eve, our first mother, and how Mary is truly our mother. We need to go back to the beginning first. We read in the book of Genesis just after the fall of Adam and Eve. And the Lord said to the woman, Why hast thou done this? And she answered, The serpent deceived me, and I did eat. And the Lord God said to the serpent, Because thou hast done this thing, thou art cursed among all cattle and beasts of the earth. Upon thy belly shalt thou go, and dust shalt thou eat all the days of thy life. I will put enmity between thee and the woman, and thy seed and her seed. She shall crush thy head, and thou shalt lie in wait for her heel. And Adam called the name of his wife Eve, because she was the mother of all the living. The fathers of the church see in this passage the first foreshadowing of the triumph of the Messiah and the intimate role his mother will play in the great work of our redemption. They refer to this passage as the Proto-Evangelium, or the first gospel. The sin of our first parents was that happy fault, the necessary sin of Adam, which merited so great a Redeemer, as we sing, citing St. Augustine, in the liturgy of the Easter Vigil. We should, notice, we should notice that the sacred scripture refers to Eve before the fall as the woman. And as an aside, I cannot fail to comment on the continuing woke culture, or rather, their desire to destroy culture, refusing to call a man a man and a woman a woman. Just the other day, a member of Congress, while attempting to defend maternity, refused to use the word mother, opting instead for the strange and bizarre phrase, birthing people. All of this change in vocabulary is none other than a tool of the devil to deface our God-given dignity. Male and female, he created us, with all of our inherent differences and complementarities. When we turn to the New Testament, we find Mary depicted in ways that echo the biblical portrait of Eve and the mysterious woman of the Proto-Evangelium. Our Savior himself refers to his Blessed Mother as woman in the Gospels, at the wedding feast of Cana and on Mount Calvary. Just as Eve, having been tricked by the devil, enticed Adam to commit the first sin, 
Mary invites Christ to work the first of his miracles. Even more striking at the crucifixion, the very moment when Satan and sin are defeated, Jesus addresses his mother by the word woman. Standing at the foot of the cross were his mother and his mother's sister, Mary Cleopas and Mary Magdalene. When Jesus saw his mother and the disciple whom he loved standing there, he said to his mother, Woman, behold your son. Then he said to the disciple, Behold your mother. Our blessed Savior had instituted the sacrament of his love that he might remain amid his children. He had poured forth all of his precious blood for us, and he wished moreover to bequeath us a legacy in the last testament of his love in addition to the blessed sacrament. But what more could he give us? He casts a compassionate look upon his dear mother, who stands immovable at the foot of the cross with the beloved disciple. It is not to enrich her with his grace, for she already possessed it in its entirety, nor is it a promise of her a future glory, for she was already assured of that. But it is to infuse into her heart before he died a more tender and ardent love for men than she yet possessed. Woman, he says to her, pointing to the beloved disciple, Behold your son. What an exchange was this! The servant instead of the only begotten, the creature in place of the Creator. And yet she does not refuse it, well knowing that she accepted for her children in the person of John all of the followers of the cross of Christ, and that she was to become the beloved mother of all who bear the name Christian. The Apocalypse paints a striking and vivid portrait of a woman clothed in the sun, while the fathers and modern scholars are divided as to the identity of this mysterious woman, clothed with the sun, with the moon under her feet, and on her head a crown of twelve stars, with child, and crying out in the pangs of labor, tradition sees in her an image at the same time of both Holy Church and the Immaculate Virgin. While our Blessed Mother, free from all sin and exempt from the nefarious consequences of sin, would not have endured any pain in bringing forth the Savior, yet she brought forth the Church and we, her sinful children, in the most unimaginable pain at the foot of the cross on Mount Calvary. Let us not fail to notice, though, the last verse which I quoted. Adam called the name of his woman, uh, the name of his wife Eve, because she was the mother of all the living. While Eve is the common mother of us all, she brought upon us death by her prideful disobedience. Mary, given to us via Saint John as our mother by Christ Himself just moments before he died on the cross, becomes the new Eve and the true mother of all the living. St. Irenaeus, already in the second century, teaches the knot of Eve's disobedience was loosed by the obedience of Mary. And St. Jerome tells us, death came through Eve, but life has come to us through Mary. Mary makes her start just where Eve puts a stop to things. To a certain extent, she picks up Eve's mission to be the mother of the living just where Eve had left it lying. 
She takes on this mission with an immediate surrender to God. During the encounter with the angel, everything becomes actual in her. The angel for Mary stands in the place of God's commandment to Eve. She takes up this commandment and doing so seizes her mission, first by immediately making God's will her own, and secondly by ordering her mission toward God within the grace given her by God. The fact that she can do this and with such infallibility rests on her special election through the Son who had predestined her to be his mother. She is predestined in the same way as Eve was predestined to become the mother of all the living. Let us turn then and cry out with confidence, Monster te esse machen, show thyself a mother. She is the mother of Jesus, who in taking our flesh has become our brother. Hence, she is ours. Why then should we not cast ourselves into her arms with a perfect confidence, invoking her maternal love and imitating her virtues? What a blessing for us to be the sons and daughters of such a mother. If we love and serve her with a true filial love, she will enrich us with a superabundance of grace and lead us to the heart of her divine Son. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.